another episode of The Advantage. I'm your host, Michael Fiddle, and today's episode is a round two, game three, round up. A round down, a roundabout. Anyways, I'm going to explain my thoughts around these games. As always, before we get to the meat of the episode, let me guys tell you where you can meet me. First, by listening to this podcast. I will continue to release episodes at least two or three times a week throughout at least the rest of the NBA playoffs, so make sure you are subscribed, and if you could drop a rating and a review, that would be awesome. Second, on Twitter. Make sure you're following my handle at AdvantagePod underscore SE. Since this is a Sports Ethos presentation podcast, the SE stands for Sports Ethos. Shout out to them. Third, by subscribing to the Sports Ethos Wager Pass and getting access to their Discord channel. That is where I post all my written thoughts, and that's actually where I post all my bets right when I take them. So if you're interested in tailing along my plays, make sure you get access there, and you will see every bet as soon as I place it. Alright, let's get back to it. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, follow me on Twitter, and let's get back to the show. Okay, let's get to it. The first game three we had on the docket was the 76ers versus Miami Heat in what looked like the worst series in all of round two. Joel Embiid comes back to save us all from a miserable, miserable series. I was writing down some of the best and worst moments of the playoffs so far, and it seemed like the Joel Embiid injury was leading the worst moments of the playoffs because we were left with a really important round two series That looked really bleak. Miami completely dominated the first two games, were in complete control of this series, and the Sixers needed Embiid to stand any chance. And in game three, that's what they got. Joel came back, played like 36 minutes, had a solid double-double, he held down the paint, his usage over replacement in replacing the likes of DeAndre Jordan and Paul Reed filling in in his center role, He was back to his Joel Embiid self. He was wearing the black face mask. He was dominating the paint. The Sixers were playing a lot of zone. And the Heat only scored 79 points. And the Sixers won by 20. The series goes back to a 2-1 Heat lead. We stay in Philadelphia for Game 4. And a chance to even the series up. Right now, for me, this is a no-bet situation. Because I already have two units on the Heat to win the series. So going into an inflection point of game four, I'm avoiding betting this plus 1.5 line for the Heat or minus 1.5 line for the 76ers because of my already serious exposure on the series price. The over-under is currently listed at 207. I would lean a little bit towards the over simply because the 76ers played so much zone and it seemed to throw the Heat off but they played a 2-3 zone against the team, the Miami Heat, that shoots the best three-point percentage in the NBA. Now, I understand a lot of that is attributed to Duncan Robinson, who's riding the pine in this series. However, Miami still got shooters shooters galore. I don't think they really play anyone who can't hit a three. Jimmy Butler may be their worst shooter. So ultimately, I do think the Heat bounce back. I think they find a way to shoot better. I do think they win. 
but I'm not going to bet it again, like I said, because of my exposure already on the series price and a win for the Heat would really secure my series bets. But I am looking towards playing the over. I do not have any plays on it yet. I'm going to wait some more statistics and some more line movements. If I did not have my already existing bets on the series and I looked at the splits that FanDuel is providing for the game so far, we're seeing 66% of the bets on Philadelphia and an exact 66% of the money also on Philadelphia. So we don't really know where the sharp side is. We don't really know where the public money is. We know that the general idea is to back the 76ers, and that's why they are a minus 1.5 favorite now. If you think this line is going to move based on the splits, it is more likely to move to minus 2 to continue to support the Philadelphia 76ers because 66% of money is on them. So if you do want to bet Miami, I would wait until we get this to move a little bit closer to Sunday's game time and get a plus 2. Or if you wanted to bet Philadelphia, you jump on it now while you have it at 1.5. Let's move to the second Game 3 game. It was between the Dallas Mavericks and the Phoenix Suns. And yet another redemption game for a team down 0-2 and a series looking pretty bleak. We're being reminded just how important home court advantage really is. Dallas Mavericks came out and actually dominated this game. Luka was making Miles Bridges, Devin Booker, and anyone else who was trying to take a stab at him work for him. Luka literally looked like LeBron down in the paint, the way he was just moving his defender over, clearing out space, using his footwork, using his body, creating angles, and ending up with a simple layup. Luka dominated Game 3. It's going to take more Luka-dominant performances but that's what we need if you are a Dallas backer. I am not. I'm on Phoenix for the series. I've been riding Phoenix for the games. I think Phoenix is the title favorite, and I'm not changing my mind on that. I think this is a little too soon for the Dallas team. Again, if we're going to compare Luka to guys like LeBron and people like Harden, which Luka draws a lot of comparison to, I want to remind you guys that it took six or seven years for LeBron to make it out of the playoffs and even reach the finals. And yet he didn't even win it in his seventh year. He had to go to Miami, and I think he won his first title in his ninth year in the league. Luka's in his fourth season. He's in his third playoffs ever. The first two, everyone jokes that he ran into Robo Jordan in the Kawhi Leonard-led Los Angeles Clippers. I don't think this is the year for Luka. I don't think he is a strong enough supporting cast. And if I am looking at this, I think, wow, we have a Phoenix minus 1.5 line for game four. It should be a bounce back spot for a team coming off a loss. And I like Phoenix minus 1.5 going into game four. If we look at the early splits on FanDuel, we are seeing 69% of the bets coming in on Phoenix, but 86% of the money coming in on Phoenix. That shows that big money bettors are backing Phoenix. And again, since I just mentioned that I do like Phoenix, I might as well put this bet in right now while the line's at minus 1.5 since 86% of the money is on that side because it's only a matter of minutes before this line moves to minus 2. So for game 3, Heat, I'm looking no bet except for maybe the over. And for the Mavericks, Suns, I'm on the Suns minus 1.5. The over-under in that game is 215 
And I'm not touching that. These teams play slow pace with high efficiency. So it's really hard to read the total. These teams shoot really, really well. They shoot a lot of threes, but they play slow. So it's a really hard read to get on the over-under. For me, it's an avoid situation. Okay, the third game three we had was back in Milwaukee, the best series of all of the round twos, the Boston Celtics taking on the Milwaukee Bucks. In this one, yet another example of how important home court advantage is in the playoffs, especially when two great teams are battling it out. The role players on Milwaukee played a lot better. Brooke Lopez was fantastic. Bobby Portis had it rolling in the first half. And on the other end, the Boston role players were not able to step up as much. Even the stars like Tatum had a really off night. Wesley Matthews was defending Tatum incredibly well. And again, I'll go back to Brooke Lopez having just played a dominant interior game. He really owned Al Horford and Rob Williams, whoever was on him. And then, of course, Giannis Antetokounmpo. 40 points. Almost a triple-double. The guy is the best player in the league. We can stop talking about it. Going into this game, the Celtics were a three-point underdog. I grabbed that line as soon as it opened. It was bet down to two. So the final closing line and the result of the game pushes. I won my bets uh, because I had the plus three ticket. And I was also on the team total of the Milwaukee Bucks under 108. That's another bet I'll be looking for right away. Um, if you We can see the spread. It's 210 total right now. And the Milwaukee Bucks are favored by one for game four. So that means that we'll see a 105.5 to 104.5 in terms of the home and away team total over-unders. So looking at that Milwaukee team total under 105.5 is, I think, a great bet. If you're looking at the spread, the early splits are showing that public money is coming in on the Milwaukee Bucks, but there's been some sharp action on the Boston Celtics. So this opened at a one and a half point spread. It's been bet down to plus one for the Celtics, even though 58% of the money is on Milwaukee. 63% of the bets are on Milwaukee. So that means the bigger bets are on Boston, even though there's more total public money in the market on Milwaukee. The sports books are actually opening up exposure towards Milwaukee. This is something that they did in game two. This is something that is eye-opening for me. And it's another signal to bet the Celtics plus one in game four. So for game four, I will be on Boston Celtics plus one and the Milwaukee Bucks team total under 105.5. The last game three we had was the Memphis Grizzlies in San Francisco to take on the Golden State Warriors. And let me just say, as a guy who's reaching my older years and have stopped going out and enjoying my youth. I saw a video of John Morant at the nightclub in San Francisco, and I immediately was like, Warriors got this one. He shouldn't be out in the club in San Francisco. Maybe I'm just an old fart for saying that um, because his body can probably regenerate at four times the speed of mine, like he's the freaking Wolverine. But either way, when I saw John Morant in the club in San Francisco, I had already had a bet in on the Warriors, and I felt a little bit extra confident in it. For this one, 
I put it in my write-up on the Discord and on Twitter, but there was another indication that public money was on Memphis and sharp money was on Golden State, even though there was more public money in the marketplace and more total money on Memphis, the bigger bets were on Golden State, and the line movement was towards Golden State winning by more than the opening line. It started at 6.5. It closed at 7. You can try and attribute that to Dylan Brooks. I don't think Dylan Brooks played a role in that line movement whatsoever. I think it was because of the sharp bets and the sports books wanting to open up some exposure. And it was a 7-point game at halftime. It was really a 10-point game, but John Morant hit that half-court shot. And then in the second, I mean, in the third quarter, the Warriors started off on an 8-0 run, blew it up to 15, and it never, and they never looked back. So, in this game, going into game four, I'm recording this right as that game is wrapping up. So, I don't have the lines for it yet. I expect it to be around 7.5 again. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be on the spread. For this game, I was on the money line. I will look to probably go... Money line, if anything, again on the Warriors. It's tough to, to bet against Memphis, even though there was a lot of good signs that the Warriors were going to take this game. Again, home court advantage prevails in another game three situation in round two. Take note, four for four this year. All round three, I mean, all round two game threes were won by the home team. So going into game four in this series, I'm not sure if I'm going to be comfortable laying the points. Memphis, high energy relentless competitors, not scared of anyone. You don't expect them to lose by eight. We'll see how the line moves, where it exactly opens. Um, so I don't have a play for this game yet, but check my Twitter. Make sure you're following me there. Join the Sports Ethos Wager Pass, and you'll see my write-ups in the Discord. I've played the over in one game, the under in another. They both hit in this series. I was not on any total for this game, and I probably won't be in game four. These are really high-paced teams with big shooting variants. So one day their shots could be falling. Another day, Splash Brothers can't find the location of the pool. And then they don't have their shots falling. And the game flies under. Warriors can be a great defensive team. They could also have some mental lapses on defense. They could be a high turnover team, which leads to fast break points. So sometimes you can have a Golden State game end with both teams under 100. Another time you can have a game where they both end over, you know, 115. So it's like 122 to 118. And that would fly over and over under total. So no plays on the total. A look towards the Warriors money line. No plays on the spread yet because I don't know what it is. To recap the other games, no play on the Sixers or Heat because of my series bets. If you want to bet on the Sixers, jump in now. If you want to bet on the Heat, wait a little bit because you will likely get a plus two line coming soon. For the Phoenix Mavs games, I'm back to looking at Phoenix again, even though they are on the road for game four. They're just a much better team. Luka had an amazing game, but we'll see if you can keep that up for a whole series against a very physical and good perimeter defense that Phoenix has. Game three, Boston versus... I mean, game four, Boston versus Milwaukee. Again, I'm going to be back on Boston. I already took the plus one, and the line's not exactly posted yet. We only have the over-under, but based on where the over-under sits, it's looking like I'll be on the under for the team total of the Milwaukee Box 105.5. And then for the Memphis Grizzlies-Golden State Warriors game, looking at Warriors' money line, 
No bets on the spread or the total. Hope that helps. Let's keep winning. We are now like plus 18-something units here on the advantage. Round one was a plus eight units. Round two thus far is plus three units. Our three units worth of series bets are all looking really great. So we are really, really crushing it with these returns. I keep saying I'm doing much better than the stock market. But again, if you just weren't betting at all right now, you'd probably be doing better than the stock market. Um, but yeah, we're doing really well here on the Advantage. We're going to try and keep it up. So let's keep rolling. Let's keep enjoying the NBA playoffs. Remember to rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. Follow me on Twitter at AdvantagePod underscore S-E. Thank you guys, and I will be back soon.